are water. My friend, my friend, you are traveling. So many secrets are unraveling. Oh, some other pictures coming into view. And I've seen the water washing over you. The water's speaking now. It speaks your name. I hear it talking to me, sometimes when it rains, telling me a story of joy or pain. But I've got no regrets. I've got no shame. Because we are water. We flow and flow. I feel you pouring through every inch of my soul. And I really must tell you this before you go. We are water. We flow and flow. I am a river. I've got plenty of time. I don't know where I'm going. I'm just following the lines. There's just no telling where this river will flow. I got no choice in the matter. I just go where it goes. Cause I'm making my bed tonight, right under this cloud. Sometimes the lightning's so frightening, sometimes the thunder's so loud. Still, I know this tide is always kissing my heels. Sometimes I think I'm drowning in all these things I feel. We are water. We flow and flow. Out on the beach today, I did not find one single footstep that we left behind. So I went swimming in the deep blue sea. And all I could feel, the water all around me. And I could feel that water all around me. Because we are water. We flow and flow. Allow me to introduce my friend Rob, the artist. And I'm happy to introduce my friend Phil, the therapist. You are water. Water is all around us. Water is in us. Do you have any idea how much water you're made of, Rob? Well, given today Los Angeles was about 105, I'm probably I'm probably down to about 10% water. <laughs> we were about 101 mm-hmm. this week, and we have re- really bad forest fires raging right now, so I hear you. 60% of the human body is water. That's a pretty good portion of us. It's really uh, bizarre when you think about that. It's more than half of us is made up of water. And you and I, we, we live in dry climates, so we better keep drinking the water. The lungs are 83%. The uh, skin... 64. The brain and the heart, 73%. That's a lot of water in the brain. That is a lot of water in the brain. You know what Freud said? What did Freud say? He said a lot of great things. <laughs> he said a lot of things. <laughs> Whenever you hear someone say, "What?" you know what Freud said? You, you always start to think, oh, heavens, what could this be? <laughs> Here's what he said. The mind is like an iceberg. It floats with one-seventh of its bulk above water. And then you have the superego, the ego, and the id at the bottom of the iceberg. And in a moment, we'll talk about Carl Jung, his interpretation of water is our unconscious, which is kind of like Freud's id. But the id was all the impulsive, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to 
eat all the chocolate I want. I'm going to stay out all night. It was that impulsive, out of control part of us. Uh, the child part of us. I, I think Freud's id was the rebellious child, the adaptive child. Us letting go and giving in to all of our desires, basically. Well, I want candy. I want it right now. That's it, exactly. Muscles and kidney, 79% water. This one blew me away. Our bones are 31% water. I mean, you think of bones as being, you know, dense and hard and strong, but... It's strange when you, if you actually would picture... It's not how it is, but it's spread out. But if you did picture, for instance, your brain in a, in a, in a bowl... In a, in a jar, right? A brain in a jar. Yeah. Right. Water is really the first building material. It's where life starts a lot of times. It's vital to every cell in our body, regulates our internal body temperature. It helps us process food, carbohydrates, proteins, turn them into energy, transport nutrients throughout the body, gets rid of waste, acts as a shock absorber. So if we get in an accident, water helps absorb the shock for the brain, the spinal cord, it's a magical solution. Was that a bad pun? Um, it wasn't so bad. Good. When you think about water, water has been seen as a purifier. For example, in a lot of mainstream religions, wade in the water and get baptized. Wash away the old self, the sin, and emerge clean and fresh and new. In Taoism, water is a symbol of wisdom and intelligence because they believed that water must have some intelligence as it travels along the path of least resistance. Lao Tzu said, life is a series of natural and spontaneous changes. Don't resist them. That only creates sorrow. Let reality be reality. Let things flow naturally forward in whatever way they like. Water is going to go along its path, and there's no stopping it. Water doesn't have any doubt. It is sure to arrive where it is going. Water has no judgment, no shame, no guilt. And this actually reminds me of an exercise I do with my clients, the wave of emotion if you could imagine a wave at the beach, you can't turn it up, you can't turn it down, you can't stop it, you just let it roll on by. And imagine your sadness was like a wave. You can't really turn up the sadness, you can't stop the sadness. If you let the sadness roll on by, it's healing. I see people cling to their feelings or stifle their feelings. And just like the wave of emotion, when we let the feelings roll on by, it's so much better for us. Or when it's raining, there's a storm. The storm will pass. The storm will pass. And the sound of the storm can be soothing. It actually speaks to our biorhythms gentle rain, a babbling brook. You might be referring to the raging thunderstorm. That storm will pass. But the sound of the raindrops hitting the roof 
that can be soothing. In Buddhist tradition, water is serenity. Water is peace, purity, clarity. But the ancient Greeks and other cultures saw water as chaos or destructive. Do you know the great wave of Kanagawa? It's a piece of art with this huge cresting wave. It's a famous piece of art. I have this on a t-shirt. Actually, the, the print is one of the most reproduced and most instantly recognized artworks in the world. Vincent van Gogh, he was a great admirer of Hokusai. He praised the quality of the drawing and the use of the lines in The Great Wave. And he said it had a, a terrifying emotional impact. It really does. It overshadows three boats. And it looks like these boats don't have a chance. No, this, uh, this wave... This, it's going to sure win. It's a tsunami. <laughs> it's a tsunami. And you see the mountain in the background, and it's, it's just towering high above everything. It, it is terrifying. And the type of art was called ukiyo-e, woodblock art. And this particular piece, at least the original one, they could print that, they could reproduce it up to around 5,000 times. Of course, each time they used it, the quality decreased. Degrade a little bit, yeah. The, the later, later ones, the sky got grayer and grayer. The highest price paid for one of these great wave prints was almost a half million dollars in 2019. That's quite a price tag. Well, what an impact this piece of art has had on the world. Claude Debussy? Claude Debussy, yes. His uh, orchestral work, La Mire, was inspired by this painting. I imagine lots of other future works of art were inspired by this. Music, art. Speaking of music, uh, Pink Floyd, they once had the great wave on, on the kick drum. For the, uh, the emojis, the, the water wave is a small version of the great wave. It eventually became an emoji. You know you've made it when you become a, an emoji. <laughs> and I, I wonder if Hokusai is getting royalties. He's long gone. He's long gone. <laughs> Quicksilver? Yes. Their logo was inspired by this. So many things, so many things. That's a good Southern California reference, Quicksilver. Also, the ancient Greeks feared water. What were they afraid of? I mean, water can be scary. They saw water as chaos. It was life, but it could also destroy. Well, yeah, you think of it. I mean, everyone needs water to survive, but also water can kill you. It's unpredictable yet predictable. Indeed. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. That was one of the first themes in Genesis. And chaos is usually identified with a classical element of water. Carl Jung believed that water is the most primal of all the archetypes. So Jung believed there were archetypes within us. His famous ones were king, warrior, magician, lover, but another archetype was water, the most primal, sort of in the beginning, if you will. In many cultures, water is seen as the element that drives creation. But for Jung, water is a symbol for the unconscious, 
the lake in the valley is the unconscious, which lies, as it were, underneath consciousness, and often it's referred to as the subconscious. These days in psychology, we say unconscious. We don't say subconscious very often, but it's a nice nod to Carl Jung to say subconscious. Jung believed the archetypal nature of water was a reflection of the emotions and the unconscious. Water represents the unknowable depths of our inner life. It can both sustain life and be a threat when it rages out of control. We can use water as mindfulness. You have a great concept that you like to share, Rob. Mind like water. Tell me about that. So many people have problems overreacting to things. Equally, so many people have problems underreacting to things. So it's a very illustrative way to think about it to guide you to stay on track. So picture this. You're, you're at a lake. Is it one of these calm blue, crystal blue Colorado lakes with the, 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 the mountains behind? Perfect. There's no movement. Smooth like glass. Still. Exactly. There's some pebbles. You pick up a pebble, one of the flat ones. They skip the best. But you throw they the do. pebble into the water. And what happens to the water? Well, the water reacts. The water will splash. It's more of a bloop. There will be a little... <laughs> exactly. There will be a <laughs> tiny little bloop. Exactly. <laughs> And that's what happens. Now, what happens, say, if, if you get, uh, here oh, sh do you hear that? Here comes the helicopter. Here comes the helicopter. It's getting closer and closer. Now, oh, what, what's beneath it? They've got an elephant. Oh, my gosh. And they let it go. And this elephant crashes down to the water from about 100 feet up. Well, what happens to the water? That's a huge splash. That's not a bloop. That's not, yeah. That's not a little tiny splash. The problem a lot of people have is every day you're going to see someone do this where a pebble is thrown into the lake, but they react as if an elephant was just dropped onto the lake. I hear this all the time with my clients. What really is a pebble in life they think is an elephant or they react like it's an elephant. And they freak out, spike, panic, right? Oh, my gosh, life is over. The world is falling down. And it was just a pebble. On the flip side, sometimes there is an elephant that, that drops and people react as if it's a pebble. So mind like water is reacting appropriately, appropriately. to the impact of the object that hits the water. I... I think that would start with us training our brains to be like that lake you described, glass, still. And so then when something comes along, we're at ground state. And if it truly is an elephant, we can react appropriately. I think in times of stress, we get so confused. We, we mix the two up. There's something really special when, when I'm painting just the act of cleaning the brush. What, what does that mean to you? 
when you clean the brush? Well, it could be at different times. So it could be during, during the painting process of the day. You're going to transition from one color to the next color. And you don't want any... Sometimes you don't mind if you're, if you're going to add... If you're going to be mixing colors. Sometimes the color you did previously, you just you leave the remnants of the last color on. But sometimes it would be really bad if, say, if you were trying to do a pure white, for instance. Yes. And you had any remnants of anything, if you're going to use that same brush. So just to go to the sink and just to rinse, it's a resetting. It's clearing it out. It's preparing it for the next color. Da Vinci said, in rivers, the water that you touch is the last of what has passed and the first of that which comes. So with present time. Whirlpools, body of rotating water that develops when there are opposing currents or running into an obstacle. You see a small one when you stop running the water like in the sink and it kind of whirlpools down. That's a really tiny one. It always reminds me of a, a tornado. A little water tornado, that's right. But out in the sea or in the ocean, they call them maelstroms. When that whirlpool is swirling around... <laughs> man, times are tough. Times, times are, are tough. <laughs> if you're oh, there, man. right? You're in a bad spot if you're there. That feels so symbolic of life for us. We have opposing currents or we run into an obstacle. With my clients, I see them really getting stuck or getting very worked up when they have to figure out, do I do this or I do that? Do I stay in my job or do I look for a new job? Do I stay in my marriage or do I file for a divorce? And they can create a whirlpool within themselves, going round and round swirling, or they can hit an obstacle. And I feel like sometimes the obstacle is like an elephant dropped in the water, and they think life is over. They think they can't handle it. But the storm will pass. The storm will pass. If you think of water as flow, flow with whatever is happening and let your mind be free. Stay centered by accepting whatever you are doing in this moment. This is the ultimate. How can we go with the flow, Rob? I think certain personalities have a natural, a natural relationship with the flow. Those laid-back individuals. Yes. Myers-Briggs calls that, it's the last letter, the P is perceptive, perceiving. In its best situation, hey, I don't need a plan. I'll just start walking, and if I get hungry, I'll find somewhere to eat. It's wide open. Go with the flow. Some people are like that. People have often described me as laid back, but in the Myers-Briggs, I don't have that P, I have a J. I think you can be laid back, though, but the J is the planner. To go with the flow, we have to be more like that spontaneous improv. As an actor, you are very much that. You are in the moment. Oh, you have to be. You have to be like water to be able to go with the flow. Where is the wave taking you? You've got to be present. You've got to listen to what's going on. You can plan for a century, and we always talk about how we love the rehearsal, but you could rehearse yes. for a century, and 
it's not going to completely prepare you for what's going to happen in the moment because everything affects what happens in the moment. What someone, some, the other person in the scene had for lunch. Will impact. What state are they in physically? Are they tired? Are they, are they wide awake? Or are they just filled with too much caffeine? Sure. Are they, are they low energy? Are they high energy? Yeah, you have to, you have to be on your toes, man. I got a couple of ideas to help people go with the flow more. And one, ironically, is to use water. In the morning, when you take a shower, after you've taken your normal shower and it's warm water, spend two or three minutes in totally cold water. Flip that nozzle over so that you're getting cold water for, I don't know, however much you can tolerate. That, that's going to be hard for a lot of people to do. It's hard for me. I sometimes... It's so counterintuitive. But it really does jumpstart you for the morning. It jumpstarts a lot of your systems, your breath, your heart, blood flow, especially if you lean towards being depressed. A little cold in the morning is a good thing. Tony Robbins, the international speaker coach, he has, I guess you would call it, a, it's a diving pool, but it's like a three foot by three foot square and he literally just drops into it, and it's 50-degree water. Be like jumping in the mountain water. And word has it, he does it every day. Now, the reverse of that is a nice, warm, lavender bubble bath. That's the end of the day, using water to relax. That works. Using water to recharge. We don't need the bubbles, though, but I'll take the lavender. You take the lavender? Okay. And or if you have a hot tub, I mean, that's also wonderful. And I was reminded recently by a client that has a lot of chronic pain issues, ice bath. So if you've injured your knee, you can put just your knee kind of in a small tub or cold ice, cold water on the knee and ice it down. Healing. More of the spirit of going with the flow. Let go. Realize that you can't control everything. That's a hard one for a lot of people. The next one, let go of judgment. Judging things good or bad can create stress. Oh, man, it rained, so our day is ruined. That's judgment to the negative. When you go with the flow, it is what it is. There is no judgment. I think we also judge ourselves and others. Water doesn't do that. Water flows. But we judge others, and we judge ourselves. So let go of judgment. Yoko Ono? Yoko Ono says, You are water. I am water. We are all water in different containers. That's why it's so easy to meet. And someday we'll evaporate together. This reminds me of some really wonderful, fond memories I have with family on boats on the lakes. Mostly we went boating, skiing, water skiing, or just spending time out on the water. And when you said, when we meet each other, we know each other, you're much more friendly in a boat on a lake than you are on a city street. If you've ever been hiking and you come across a small waterfall, 
you can just stare at that waterfall and listen. And all these problems that people have, the stresses of life, just drip away. It's almost like a little paradise for a moment, a little sanctuary. Poet W.H. Auden wonderfully said, Thousands have lived without love, not one without water. Benjamin Franklin says, When the wells dry, we know the worth of water. That reminds me, I was once on a hike in Griffith Park. I was walking up to the Griffith Observatory. I've been there. Beautiful. I always think of James Dean. Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) It was so hot. I don't know why I was walking in such heat. There's nothing worse than being so dehydrated and so thirsty. It's been shown in movies so many times. Someone's in the desert and looks like they've been walking forever and ever, and they just need one drop of water. Anyway, this child and his mom were walking the opposite direction, and they still had a a long way to go to get to the bottom. Okay. And this poor kid was so thirsty. I'm so thirsty. And the mom, you know, she didn't happen to have a bottle of water with her. I I had a bottle of water. I had just taken one sip. I immediately, without even thinking about it, said to the mom, I was like, I just opened this. I've just taken one sip, but you, you can have the rest he needs of this. It. He needs it more than I do. Anyway, they took it. There's nothing worse than, than being so thirsty. So Benjamin Franklin had it right. And back to something you said earlier. Before the pebble hits, the peaceful, serene, glass-like lake, be aware, pay attention, be in the moment. In meditation, we call that ground state. It's hard to be in that place all day long. We get out of that ground state so quickly. As much as we can, if we can stay in the moment, breathe, and just be aware of what's going on around us. You just said breathe? Yes. Everyone listening, let's all take a deep breath. Let's do this right now. I think we all needed that. Indeed. Accept change and accept imperfection. So know that the only thing that you can count on is change. And radical acceptance is life is not perfect, but I'm in this moment. I accept my reality. When we fight reality, it can create one of those whirlpools, one of those tsunamis. It creates distress within us. But when we accept life, It is what it is. We are much more in the flow of life. Enjoy life as a flow of change, even with chaos and beauty. In the words of Margaret Atwood, water does not resist, water flows. When you plunge your hand into it, all you feel is a caress. Water is not a solid wall, it will not stop you. But water always goes where it wants to go. And nothing in the end can stand against it. Water is patient. And dripping water wears away a stone. Thanks for listening to the Artist and the Therapist podcast. Subscribe. We'd love to have you come back. Contact us at info at T-A-A-T-T podcast dot com.